Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Oh, not quite time for us to fly. We'll fly here in a few minutes for the fish fry. We're live at the Knights of Columbia's Fish Fry at the St. Joseph's Pizzo Banquet Center off of Highway N in Cottleville. The room is absolutely packed. Brian Ping is with us from Canex in Los Angeles. And, you know, you're a St. Louis native, so you know fish fries. Did they do a lot of this out in Los Angeles, Brian? Let's start with that question. How are you this evening? Uh, hi, Mark. I'm glad you're enjoying it out there. Uh, you're making me hungry uh, right now. Uh, <laughs> I could go over some of that. Yeah, you, you find some uh, pockets of that here and there. And uh, who doesn't love a good fish fry? We love it, and we have a great crowd out here and a lot of people dropping by to say hi. So I wanted to get you on the horn to talk about a couple of things that are happening out there that are curious to those of us here in the Midwest. And first and foremost, it's the Rust trial. The, the prosecutors are going after Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who was the armorer that was in charge of the ammunition and the guns on the set for the movie Rust. Of course, this is the one with Alec Baldwin and the death of um, you know his director, which was tragic a few years ago. So what, has jury been seated in this, and what's going on with that, Brian? What can you tell us? Yeah, what's going on with this trial involving uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the armorer, is basically uh, she's being uh, accused of taking the fall here because, first of all, the central question of this whole trial is, how in the world did live ammunition get on a movie yes. set? Uh, who is responsible for doing that? Was it her? Was it her boss, the first assistant director? He's already uh, pleaded out of this. Uh, he's going to avoid prison time. But the prosecutors tried to paint Ms. Reed as somebody who was uh, young and irresponsible. She was drinking and using drugs on the set before, uh, you know, the day before this happened. And so somehow allowed live ammo to... Uh, get on there and then of course you've got the uh, angle with alec baldwin he's awaiting trial perhaps sometime this summer in june after they refiled charges uh, because of uh, his role in firing the gun uh was he supposed to be res- responsible for checking the gun or it, he handled it whether it had live ammunition it's blame game right now so she she faces involuntary manslaughter charges also one count of evidence tampering. But I want to kind of focus on the issue that you just talked about with the live round because a Hollywood reporter just did a big story on all this with Hannah Gutierrez-Reed and some of the drug use kind of got, you know, uh, amplified in that piece. But everything I read about this really doesn't go directly to that issue. So what I read in the LA Times, they say, look, in laying out their theory for why they're arguing that Ms. Gutierrez-Reed brought the live ammunition onto the set, prosecutors showed jurors a photo of the armorer with a case of rounds sitting on her lap 
pointing to at least two rounds with silver primers that they say match the appearances of other live rounds. So the operating theory is she brought the live rounds, right? Has anyone ever answered the question of why there's live rounds that were there in the first place? Thank you. Isn't that part of the key here? Yeah, it hasn't been answered definitively, and that's a great point, Mark, because, you know, first, how can you tell? Second, was she supposed to, uh, you know, go over every one of them? Yeah, she was, if there was any you know, possibility that there might be live rounds among the dummy rounds. But, yeah, again, that central question, how in the world do you allow that to happen? Did Alec Baldwin, as a producer of this film, have any culpability in, you know, not maintaining a tighter set? and? making sure that this uh, didn't happen. It's, it's really ridiculous the more you think about it, uh, how you got that ammo there. Do you have, is there an estimate on how long this one might go, this trial? Uh, I would say probably within the next uh, week or so. It's just a matter of that. And then you've got the separate case of Alec Baldwin, which again is going to be uh, later on this summer. So, you know, prosecution just going to have to prove its case. And again, it's, you bring up the, the drug angle, uh, that is the, the evidence tampering uh, portion of it. So we'll, we'll see how long uh, that causes it to drag out. Sue, were you going to jump in? No, I was just thinking about that, too. I mean, uh, the question for me is, how was there live rounds on right. it? And I really, and I think everybody in America who looks at this wonders, how in the world this ever happened to begin with? Well, and why anybody would be like, oh, Let's remind ourselves not to have live ammunition right. near, you well, know, our, our fake gun. And well, we one went, thing I read about in the, the beginning of all this, so you might remember, we talked about this. There was some reference in one of the articles, Brian, where someone said sometimes what they do on a movie set, you're filming the movie, you're doing the dummy rounds, but then they go out there, you know, kind of messing shoot, around right. and shooting out in the desert or whatever. So I don't know if that had something to do with it or not. And, and what is the line of protocol? Is it then, does, is the actor then, is Alec responsible for right. double checking? How, what is the standard? Protocol. It, it sure as heck should not be able to just go out and shoot live rounds for fun you know, in your off time with any chance there could be some, you know, cross-mixing in there and getting uh, bullets where, you know, somebody could be killed and very sadly somebody was. So at the very least, you got to think that this could create a cultural change as far as people who might be out on, you know, open sets out in the country in places like New Mexico. you got to find other ways to, uh, you know, don't, don't mean to, you know, put it lightly here, find other ways to, you know, kill the time when they're not on set of the shooting live round. Does anyone, I, I don't, I'm going to ask Sue and, and Jane, I just simply do not see a scenario, and obviously this depends on evidence that's presented, witnesses, etc. I just don't see a scenario where Alec Baldwin is convicted of anything here. I, I can yeah. see Hannah Gutierrez-Reed being convicted of some things here, right. especially with negligence, but it's hard for me to believe that Baldwin's going to be found guilty of anything. But, but, but then you think, why did he get recharged? There has to be something. Yeah. That made him get. Re I, I, I'll be interested to see what it is. The whole thing with that is that um, with with Alec Baldwin, is that his uh, his lawyers were successfully able to kick the special prosecutor off the case because it just so happened that person uh, served on the New Mexico state legislature. So there was you know possible conflicts of interest there. Oh, I and see. So new prosecutors were put on the case, and they wanted to check the gun. To see, and Alec Baldwin uh, testified saying, all I did was, you know, pull the hammer back. And then when that snapped back, that made the gun fire. So now the whole thing there is, did he actually pull the trigger? And so they sent the gun back and, you know, for, they, they wanted to reserve the right to bring new charges back, which they did once they, you know, had some more investigations done on the gun. 
And uh, apparently a weapons expert said, yeah, Baldwin would have had to apply enough pounds of force on the trigger itself to fire. But then there's another complication here because apparently uh, the the gun was adulterated or, or damaged somewhat in the FBI investigation. So and that that just yeah, furthers wow. the point that you said. It's, it's just hard to believe uh, that Alec Baldwin's going to be, be convicted here because yeah. Yeah, at this point it's too far gone to prove really that uh, that he did anything uh, purposefully wrong or willfully uh, negligent. Right. Brian Ping is here. He's a St. Louis native, good friend of the show. He is an anchor at KNX Radio in Los Angeles. So I, because I go to the L.A. Times every day, have been following this Rebecca Grossman case. I, I'm guessing a lot of people in the audience would not have heard of that at all. Sue, have you heard about no, Rebecca? No, I don't know. Jane, do you know I, this a little bit? A little bit. Okay, yeah. so maybe sum up the case. And this got even goofier this afternoon, didn't it, Brian? Yeah, because uh, with Rebecca Grossman, apparently she leaked uh, some video under seal uh, to a local TV reporter. And, you know, she wasn't supposed to do that. It hasn't been presented to the jury, so could be facing uh, you know, jury tampering in that regard, and uh, the prosecutors wanted the, the judge to revoke bail. But now, from what I'm hearing, is that we could get a verdict in this case within the next 15 minutes. I just heard our reporter who's been covering this, who's been at the wow. court every day, and she said they're going to get a verdict here uh, you know, probably before you guys go off the air. So uh, Okay, so she's yeah, charged we'll with two counts, of, two counts of second-degree murder, two counts of vehicular manslaughter. Describe what happened here. So th there's an accusation that she came through a neighborhood, and it was a hit-and-run case. Two children died. The accusation is that she was driving her white Mercedes SUV at speeds reaching 81 miles per hour. But the defense tried to play this as, wait a second, maybe she wasn't the one who crashed into the kids, right? Maybe it was the boyfriend or the former boyfriend, the, the Dodgers player. Yes, exactly. That would be uh, uh, Scott Erickson. And the uh, the defense is basically trying to throw him under the bus saying no it was him he was they were drag racing down yeah. this you know nice wow. residential uh, uh thoroughfare and this family the two kids and their family were trying to cross the street and uh, unfortunately they, they were hit and killed but they were trying to go over evidence as to which vehicle uh hit the kids the prosecutors are saying there's no evidence whatsoever that erickson the baseball player who was driving a, a black mercedes hit them that it was all Rebecca Grossman and her white vehicle because there was evidence that a white vehicle had hit him and not a black one. Uh, so the wow. defense's case is that, uh, yeah, they, they're basically trying to say this, you know, this was the boyfriend. Uh, but we will see in these uh, yeah, next few minutes, it looks like. Well, and, you know, the, just a little St. Louis connection to this, I think I saw as well. Wasn't Royce Clayton and his name being mentioned in connection with some of this? Yeah, as it turns out, uh, you know, Royce Clayton and Scott Erickson were drinking the night of the incident uh, before it happened. And, of course, also after here, you know, they, they had been coming from a bar where they had been drinking, so you had to weigh alcohol being a factor in this crash. But uh, Royce Clayton, as it turns out, was arrested at a DUI checkpoint just last week. So, uh, you know, whether this is, you know, some kind of pattern of behavior with him. But then he said he was testifying at this trial. He said that he and uh, Erickson, are no longer friends. They don't like yeah. to speak. Uh, ever no, since no, they're, that's a, they're ex friend, right? They are ex friends. Yeah. That's what I heard. All yeah. right, listen. Thank you, right. Brian, so much. I wish you were here with us at the Fish Fry in Cottleville, Missouri, which is awesome. But good luck on the uh, on the left coast, and we'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, Mark. Enjoy the fish and the beer. All right, take care. I've just been kind of. It's just been one of those trials. Wow. I haven't even seen it covered much on television. No. But they have coverage of it every day, and it's so 
Well, first of all, it's sad because these two yeah. kids oh. were brutally taken out by oh. one of these people Speeding driving driver. recklessly in a neighborhood. through a neighborhood so right. after, after drinking and after doing a bunch of stuff that they wow. certainly shouldn't have been. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.